After many years of complaints from both truck drivers and trucking fleets, it looks like federal regulations on how much time truckers can spend working are going to change again. The goal of updating the rules according to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is to offer more flexibility while maintaining safety. Listen as we take a look at what's inside FMCSA's plan, industry reaction to it, and just how soon all this may happen. This is Eyes on the Road presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge and it's good to have you here. It was nearly 20 years ago the federal government began a major rewrite of hours of service regulations, which first were issued in the 1930s. The first round of major changes took effect about 15 years ago, and other tweaks have been made since. The goal has always been to balance the needs of trucking with those of safety, which is easier said than done. In fact, it seems that if one side is happy about changes, trucking for instance, then safety advocates are not, and vice versa. And of course, there are always disagreements between different factions in trucking over how they think hours of service rules should be structured. The bottom line is there will never be unanimous agreement on hours of service regulations. However, a new proposal from FMCSA appears to be drawing far more praise, at least from trucking, than criticism. Joining me via internet to talk about the details is former FMCSA Deputy Administrator Warren Heyman. He was the number two person at the agency during part of the second Bush administration and today is a consultant for PrePass. Warren, it's been a few months since we talked. It's good to have you here. Evelyn, great to join you. Warren, this new proposal from FMCSA runs more than 100 pages, and it addresses some big complaints from trucking, the sleeper berth requirements, and the 30-minute rest break rule. What are the details on these two items? Well, let's look at the sleeper berth first. Right now, truck drivers can only take a sleeper berth in an eight and two break, eight hours in and the maximum of uh, two out. FMCSA is proposing to modify it to allow drivers to split their required 10 hours off duty into one period of at least seven consecutive hours in the sleeper berth and the other period of not less than two consecutive hours either in the berth or off duty. Now, neither time period in the proposal would count against the 14-hour driving window. The current hours of service rules only allow an eight and two hour split, as we said, and the shorter rest period under the current rules is currently counted against the maximum 14 hour driving window. Now looking at the rest break, the proposal still retains a 30 minute rest break, but it modifies it by tying it to eight hours of on-duty time rather than the current rules, which are eight hours of driving time. That gives a truck driver a lot more flexibility when to take the break. And further, it would allow that break to be satisfied by using on-duty, not driving status, rather than requiring the driver to go completely off-duty. So there is flexibility built in. If a truck driver has to stop and fuel and get something to eat, that 30-minute rest break could be built into it. Right now, one of the big problems truck drivers have with 30-minute rest break is by golly, where do I stop to park a truck? Not every place allows that, certainly not in cities. This flexibility allows greater latitude as to where to park. 
And then finally, the hours of service from FMCSA would allow truck drivers to take a single off-duty break of at least 30 minutes and up to three hours, pausing the driver's 14-hour driving window. Now, the truck driver would still need to take 10 consecutive hours off-duty after the shift, but that pause from 30 minutes up to three hours would allow the driver to stop because of weather, because of traffic, or because of extended detention times at a shipper facility. That's a tremendous amount of flexibility, and it will give, get a lot of attention in the responses to the proposal. Is there anything, Warren, in the plan that calls for modifying the number of daily driving hours, as well as who is exempted from having to comply with hours of service rules? Well, Evan, there are two components of the FMCSA proposal that go to those questions. First of all, there's what we call the adverse driving exception. Right now, if a truck driver comes across bad weather and has to stop or slow down, the driver can extend his 11 hours of driving time up to 13. In other words, two-hour exception. But the problem with that is the current rules say your 14-hour clock, your workday, does not get extended. So if a driver is near the end of the workday and facing adverse weather conditions, you've got to make a decision what to do. Am I going to shut down entirely? Well, FMCSA said, we don't want drivers rushing through bad weather. We want to either stop or take it easy and be safe. So they're proposing when adverse conditions exist, not only can you extend that two hours on driving time, you can also extend the two hours on your workday. FMCSA is also proposing changes to the short haul exception. It's doing so in two ways. First of all, short haul drivers would be allowed to extend their maximum on-duty time from 12 hours, the current rule, to 14 hours like all other truck drivers. Secondly, they'd be allowed to extend their maximum radius on, on mileage from 100 miles to 150 miles. I say radius because the short haul exception requires the drivers to return to their normal working location at the end of the work day. So you're going out and you're coming back, but it's being extended from 100 to 150 miles if this is adopted and from 12 hours to 14 hours. Now, as we know, short-haul drivers are not required to have ELDs, but their employer must maintain time records on the driving and the workday of those drivers. So why has this plan been offered up, and what's been the reaction inside the trucking industry? Well, the plan is being offered up for a very simple reason, and that reason is called ELDs. If we did not have electronic logging devices to record the actual movements of the truck, and ELDs do that, as we know, not only with change of duty, but also when that truck is stopped and started and do it automatically at every 60 minutes. If we didn't have ELDs, FMCSA would not be offering this flexibility and these alternative ways to approach your workday. FMCSA is required by law to look for the safety of commercial motor vehicles and the traveling public. But it believes it now has the technological capacity through ELDs to monitor that and allow more flexibility. And trucking's reaction to this, Warren? You look at the headlines and I kind of scratch my head. You know, I spent 11 years at the American Trucking Associations as well as my time at FMCSA. And during that time, I could count on one finger the time that ATA 
and the owner-operator Independent Drivers Association actually agreed on something. But OIDA and ATA agree that this is a great proposal for the trucking industry and is welcome. Wow, ATA and OIDA agreeing on something. Pigs will be flying next. Now, while most of trucking, as you mentioned, has reacted pretty positively to this plan, organized labor and safety advocates have actually raised some concerns. What are the issues these two groups are raising about their proposed changes? The organized labor and the safety groups, the advocates for highway safety and other groups, are concerned that these proposals allow truck drivers to extend their workday, and indeed they do. Looking at the pause that is allowed from 30 minutes to three hours is an extension of the workday. They are concerned with fatigue, which has always been a major concern in any change in the hours of service rule. We can expect their reactions and their comments to the federal docket to elaborate on those and possibly provide some data to support their position. Speaking of criticism, one of the things I've heard mentioned in Trucking Warren that may be a negative about the proposal is it would allow drivers to pause their 14-hour on-duty clock to allow for one off-duty break of at least 30 minutes and up to three hours, provided the driver takes 10 consecutive hours off-duty at the end of the work shift. Now, some have responded to this by basically saying this could end; they could end up spending up to 17 hours at work instead of 14 just to get paid for 11 hours of driving. Others have pointed out that since electronic, the electronic logging device mandate took effect, it's become clear just how much time drivers were spending having to wait at shippers and receivers, and this proposal would actually be a step backwards in efforts to address detention time. Your thoughts about this, Warren? Well, I think there are two questions there. The first one goes to how you get paid for your workday. And as you say, with that ability to pause the window for up to three hours, but the truck driver could be on duty for up to 17 hours and get paid if that driver is paid only for driving time for 11 hours of driving. I say if because the compensation package between carrier and driver differs depending on the company. And I think motor carriers are going to look at this and say, hmm, do we need to make adjustments now in how we compensate our drivers? But that also reflects, you know, an attitude from unionized labor. Unionized labor has contracts that spell out precisely how drivers get compensated. Now they're going to say our contracts just don't fit into this new pattern from FMCSA. The second question goes to driver detention time. And is this a step backwards? Well, I think being able to pause the day for up to three hours is intended by FMCSA to help address driver detention concerns. And, you know, those detention concerns are real. We just heard from the American Transportation Research Institute, ATRI, on their study of driver detention. And indeed, it is cutting into driver time and into driver compensation and is hurting the driver market. But the problem here is that FMCSA does not have the statutory authority, at least at current time, to directly address driver detention. FMCSA is fully aware of the concerns, and they have surveyed the industry on driver detention. But right now, Congress has not said to FMCSA, you can also regulate shippers and receivers. And FMCSA would have to have that authority before they could take a direct step. This is an indirect step, and I believe it is partly related to addressing driver detention. 
A little earlier, I mentioned this isn't the first changed hours of service regulation since the first major revamp nearly 20 years ago. Why do hours of service rules keep changing, and will they ever be settled for at least a long period of time, Warren? Hours of service rules keep changing because the trucking industry is incredibly diverse. Uh, trucking carries you know, up to 80% of the freight in the United States. Trucking delivers to every address, every door, next day delivery. And those situations and the commodities that trucking carries are incredibly diverse. And one size fits all just doesn't work. Will they be ever, ever be settled for a long period of time? Well, no, we see strides being made in autonomous driving now. And we have yet to address the impact in hours of service with a driver that is sitting in the cab, but not necessarily at the wheel. That's coming down the road, and there'll be further changes at some other time. So in your opinion, Warren, what do you believe is going to happen to this hours of service proposal? Will it become reality? And if so, how soon could we see it taking effect? Well, first of all, the, the proposal, I believe the comment period will be extended. FMCSA gave 45 days from its publication in August but we've already seen CVSA and the American Trucking Associations request extension of time for comments. I do believe FMCSA will grant an extension of time because they want to get those comments in. The, se the second thing is FMCSA will have a lot to digest, uh, both on the data regarding fatigue, uh, but also on the changes that will have to be made by uh, the ELD manufacturers and whether they really comply with what FMCSA intends. FMCSA has already said that when the final decision does come out, the final rule, that whatever provisions are adopted, ELD manufacturers will be given time to adjust, carriers will be given time to adjust, drivers will be given time to adjust and learn how the new rules work, and finally, our friends in law enforcement will have time to adjust on how they enforce. So we're looking out at least a year, I believe, before we see a final decision. And then does it go into effect? Well, we know our friends in the safety advocate groups are very handy with lawsuits. I do expect there'll be litigation on this no matter what comes out. Warren Heyman, former FMCSA Deputy Administrator, now a consultant to PrePass. Warren, thanks very much. Good to be with you, Evan. Now, you can comment on this FMCSA proposal at least until around early October, though, as Warren mentioned, it may be extended. You can find a link on how to file your comments, as well as a synopsis of the plan, by going to the PrePass website at prepass.com. Just look for the blog entitled, FMCSA Proposes Hours of Service Flexibility. It's under the Resources tab. While you're there, be sure to check out the other blogs, as well as how you can subscribe to this podcast or listen to previous installments as well as through your favorite podcasting service. You can also keep up with PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you've got a comment, question, or topic suggestion for us, drop us an email. The address is podcast at prepass.com. This has been Eyes on the Road, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.